Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you. On, wow, that was a loud one. Was I like that, man? That's 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 the. That's that's, how you start a week right there. That's guys. the woo of there's a college football schedule. <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, thanks for joining us here at SuperTalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us across the world. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This might this might be the day. Let me tell you why. First off, it's still here. Uh, Everybody's out of town. Everybody's no, no. Wait, next Saturday. Next Saturday, my wife is going on a girls' trip, and my kids are going to my sister-in-law's. Next Saturday, I'm getting ice cream for Brian. So you're gonna have like a weekend of bachelor? Just one day. Just Saturday. Oh, just Saturday day. through Sunday. Okay. That's it. How, how glorious is that? <laughs> Seriously, how much would you pay? Would you pay a hundred dollars for your wife to take your kids and just leave for 24 hours? You know, she's not so, listening. You can tell the truth. Here's the deal with that. Like my gut instinct is, yes, that would be wonderful. And then I, I'm a big dad guilt kind of guy. Like I feel bad, kind of, kind of deal when I'm not helping. Well, in so your, any way. your kids are so young still too. Mine are old enough that I feel nothing. So I cannot, I, I can't have that mm-hmm. without feeling like I should be doing something with the kids. You got, you got to get through that. I, I, you got to work I, through that. I don't know. It's yeah. We're going to work on that. It's hard for me to have moments of enjoyment. It's why, why I needed the Braves to come back because yeah, like, yeah. even even my <laughs> even Katie, she's like, man, you need the Braves. Yeah. Uh, so it gives me two or three hours every day that I can kind of focus on something, and it just feels normal. There feels, you go. Yeah. Well, and part of helping you focus is when you go to Strange Brew Coffee House and pick up whatever it is you're drinking today. Which is what's today's drink? Do we know yet? I haven't decided. It? Uh, but it's good to have options, and there's plenty of them. I've gone just. Uh, Drip coffee all week, so the blueberry or yeah. you know house blend or something. So I'll it's probably time to switch I, it up. I, I'll probably go something uh, albino squirrel or something. There today. you go. There you go. You guys make sure to check them out. They've been with us throughout all this silliness, uh, and they they have been kept. They've kept you going. So let's help keep them going. Support your local businesses. As far as I know, you can still get free money at College Corner. How can you do that if you don't know by now? Well, first off, as always, welcome to the podcast. But secondly. All you got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com and buy a gift card there. Just search for gift card in the uh, the toolbar there. And then, bam, it's a 30% off right there. A $100 gift card is only 70 bucks. So when you're buying a nice new polo, it's like they're just giving you money out of the register. It can't get any simpler or better for you than that. So go to collegecornerstore.com and buy the gift card. You can shop online there, or you can shop either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And check out the biggest and best selection of college of MSU merchandise and college sports merchandise in the it, Jackson area. It really is a good selection, too. I, I follow yeah. them on on the on the book of face yeah and they've uh, always got good stuff going. whenever you can get past the you know high school epidemiologists that we all follow <laughs> and and every now and then you see like a college corner post and the other day they, they posted a lot of their gear and things they had a big selection of hats of course i'm a big hat you guy. are a huge hat guy and uh yeah they had 
some cool stuff. You and Logan Lowry are both big hat guys. The only difference is your hats are all the same. That's true. He has a selection. So I have a friend. A friend the guy. same team. Yeah, yeah, same team. Although I typically wear like the same four. But. Yeah. So I have a friend who I went to high school with, played football with. Uh, he's become a big Facebook epidemiologist. <laughs> and a friend of mine, a mutual friend, sent me a text. Like, I really want to tell him, I already knew you were a know-it-all Ole Miss lawyer. I didn't know you were a know-it-all Ole Miss doctor, too. <laughs> Uh, Double your pleasure there. Uh, I saw a meme the other day. It was like this, I don't know, 60-year-old dude with a beard, and uh, he was so intent, like, typing on the computer. And, uh, like, the the caption was, there, I just posted my opinion on Facebook. That should fix it. (laughs) I'm just like, it's true. Yep. I put, you know, I put on Facebook cooking pictures and stuff like that. That's all I do. <laughs> uh, the good folks over at Advantage Business Systems know that right now is not the time for businesses to be leaking money. You need to be efficient, streamlined, making sure everything's working at max efficiency. So why don't you give them a call today and find out what 45 years of work here in the Magnolia State can do for you. Whatever your problems are, they've got a solution. Be it if you need to upgrade your equipment in the office, your hardware, software, mailing systems, whatever it is. They can get you taken care of. Call them today at 844-833-6245. Visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right. Today, now we're recording on a Sunday. Did somebody hit a home run? I know you're watching the Braves. Austin Raleigh double. There you go. He just missed getting out. Mississippi kid there. Uh, I've got a picture of him in maroon and white. Everyone knows about your picture. Right before a man pretended to pee. Urination. Like a Simulation, dog. yes. Uh, so today is it's August second as we're recording, and we'll put the podcast up as soon as we're done. And tomorrow is the deadline for Robert Woodard's decision to, to go to Mississippi State. Already today, Luke Garza, who was the Big Ten Player of the Year, has said he's coming back to Iowa. So that's a big boost for the Hawkeyes. I'm sure Brandon Walker is thrilled to hear that. Uh, so we're, what we're going to do is we're going to cover both sides here because knowing our luck, as soon as we hit stop. Woodard will post something. Um, so let's look at it from both sides, and let's start with the side that I'm leaning towards, that he's coming back. Uh, I, my, my just thought process is this, Joel. If you were going to go and you, you were confident in that, you know, 24 hours more isn't going to make a decision, but he would have made that decision already so he could really throw himself into training and throw himself into that and not – and also, I would imagine, not keep Mississippi State held hostage. So I could be wrong, but Woodard strikes me as the kind of guy that – if he, his mind was made up to go, he would uh, he would just go, so we could all move on with our lives. Whereas, by if he's staying, ah, you get to have the fun of you know. And it, my guess is he's already relayed that decision to Ben Hallen, and they know what's going forward. But he is making that he'll he'll have a big they'll, they'll do a video or something tomorrow. But I'm coming back or whatever. Sounds sounds like a is my is my logic sound? Uh yeah. Although I still can't. You lean towards go. Well, I just lean towards. I'll break down some of what you said. Like I don't know one hundred percent. Like that, Ben Howe. I mean, he may know like right now. Mm-hmm. Like today, he may know, but I don't know if in recent days he knew. Like I, I think that state has kind of been back and forth on this whole deal. Not really sure. I think they have felt better about him possibly coming back as the process has gone along. But um, I guess I could take your argument another way. You said that you think he'd be all in. Uh, because he's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Well, how come he wouldn't be all in the other way if he's not going and all in on? I mean, his is he practicing? Here, here practicing and stuff. To my knowledge, the answer to that is no. And then you might have you. Know, you maybe I'm just wrong then. But I, I mean, you know, if 
if he was, he would be in some of these photos and videos too that that they well, posted. And you say that, you say that again. Let's let's play the uh, the branding game here in your former media relations yeah, guy. Maybe you're waiting to you're make a holding, big announcement. Exactly, you're keeping him out of the videos as best you can. You know, my guess is if you look, there might be like a glimpse of him somewhere. But you keep him out of the videos so that when he makes that announcement, it's big. It feels big. Makes sense. You're a former media relations guy. You know how those well, guys think. You know how those scoundrels think, keeping that stuff from us. I don't think he's been practicing with them, though. Okay. I mean, I don't um, know. I don't know. We don't know for sure. Uh, I, had, I had someone that would likely know tell, say that I don't think that he's practicing with them. And so I, I trust that individual. Okay. But anyway. Sources. <laughs> Hashtag sources. Um, I, I don't know what he's going to do. Uh it certainly changes how you look at this season for Mississippi State, though. There's no doubt well, yeah. about that. No question about that. Let's look at it if he's coming back. You've got a, you know, for for an SEC team, that's a pretty solid starting lineup. Um, you know, you, I feel I like Molinar a lot. I thought he was under underutilized a season ago. I think DJ Stewart is a really good outside shooter, but he can also get to the rim. I think if he's your number two guy, you're fine. Woodard. Is an all SEC potential guy. A do is a do is what a do is. All right. Can he give you? Could Abdul Adu just give you eight and eight, eight points and eight rebounds a game from Abdul Adu, and you are with what he does defensively, you're looking really good. And then you just need between Tolu Smith and Javian Davis to you know what was the term in money in Moneyball where they talked about recreate him in the aggregate. <laughs> you know what did Perry give you last year? Can those two guys split that? Can they both average eight or nine points a game and six or seven rebounds? Or, a game? or just kind of, if Woodard's back, if they can just kind of get in the ballpark of what Perry did, and then then Woodard, you would think maybe takes another step forward. A or little you bit. could go from another way. Could Woodard give you, from a scoring perspective, what Perry did? Could he average seventeen to twenty points per game? And then the next guy just give you what Woodard gave you the year before, and then you're just sort of where you are. Yeah. That's 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 what this team would be with Robert Woodard coming back. Were they a tournament team? Eh, they're on the bubble. I think they're talented enough to be on the bubble. The problem with this team, obviously, is going to be depth. And it's not that they don't have players, it's that they have a ton of freshmen. they just got a lot of new faces. They're probably going to need to rely on Jalen Johnson a lot, the grad transfer from Louisiana. But, and it was I think it was John Rothstein who said, you know, if you look at the guys who transferred from group of five to power five, that average double figures at group of five. They not hardly any of them average double figures in power five. I don't think he needs to average double figures. Can he be a seven, eight point a role player? Yeah. You know, I don't know that Ben Allen and company has gotten enough credit for how they have rebuilt this roster. Yes, they did rebuild the roster. Now you're at a point now. If Woodard doesn't come back, you're back. You're rebuilding a little bit. You're actually rebuilding. You're you're, you're not going to the tournament this year. Yeah. I don't think. But you've got you know you look ahead to next year and you have a dude gone. But that's it. And I guess Jalen Johnson would be gone. But then you've got, you know, you've got a, a nice, bright, young roster that you feel like you can build around. So you're going to need at least one of those freshmen to be good. I mean, in reality, you need somebody to replace what Tyson Carter gave you. I don't know if Devon Smith can be that guy. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, Keandre Montgomery. I don't know if any of those guys can do that. But somebody needs to try. And you'd really need Quentin Post to be a contributor this year. But if Woodard comes back, you're going to be on the bubble, I think throughout the 2020-2021 season. If he doesn't come back, we'll look at it from that side of things, it's, it's going to be a struggle. It just is going to be a struggle. 
if you know, we talked yeah the other day that they are allowed to go to thirteen this year if they want to. Do you think they just say the heck with it and do they stay at twelve so they can go full scholarship next year? Or do they try to hit a transfer up? I mean, I'm assuming if he doesn't come back, you probably just stick with 12. Stick with it. Why not? The only thing I could think was this. If you were, if you could go into the transfer market, I don't even know that you're trying to replace Woodard there. You're not trying to find like a scoring wing. A veteran point guard. Because right now you have Molinar, who doesn't have a ton of experience. Yeah. And you got a true freshman in Smith. If you could go find a guy who could, who could lead the team. What do we say last year? We talked about this exact same thing last year, and I thought, really thought they should have done it, and they didn't. But how, how valuable would a guy like IJ Reddy have been? Just who could who could settle things down on the court, you know, hit free throws when he gets fouled, find the open guy would have been invaluable to that team a season ago. And I don't know if that guy exists out there. Well, that's what I'm gonna say. It's getting to the point now well, where it's gonna be darn hard. It's, it's, it's gonna guy. be difficult. But I mean, so many guys transfer. There's, you know, there could be somebody undervalued there. I don't know that. I'm, I'm not, certainly not going to search through the 600 plus names in the portal, but you know, that's just my thought process there. Um, especially when you think that, you know, a lot of schools that have canceled, you know, these these smaller leagues that have canceled football, will they cancel basketball? You know, that's something that that's something that you could see some late additions to rosters. Maybe not Mississippi State's. Especially if Woodard comes back in their full, but you could see like some of these smaller conferences that have canceled football. When they get to November, they're like, "I don't think we can do basketball either." And then all of a sudden, you've got a few thousand players eligible, yeah, ready to go. Yeah, and something else that may factor into this. It'll be interesting to see if I, I, nobody knows how long all the coronavirus stuff's going to continue. I can't foresee a scenario where there's no NCAA tournament two years in a row. Me either. Would they do something like change the schedule, maybe increase the number of teams in the tournament for this year kind of thing? I, I don't know. Well, I wonder, I wonder if any of that kind of stuff might happen. If you might see some off-the-wall stuff. Um, I mean, because is, is basketball really going to start in November? I mean, because now, now that football kind of at least has a plan out there, we'll see if it happens. Kind of some of the attention focuses on what do you plan for basketball kind of deal. Yeah. Indoors, does that change things? Do you wait till after Christmas? I don't know. I, yeah. I'll just be interested now to see if any of the dynamics of the season and then maybe the NCAA tournament or any any of that changes. Because yeah. then, all of a sudden, if you're – if, and we're speculating – if there was more teams or something, then you feel darn good about state's chances to get into an expanded tournament or something if Woodard's back. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, honestly, I would be—I would not consider that a win. If you know what I mean? I mean, take what you get. I guess, but still, <laughs> I mean, be like a lot of people. I'm not one of them. I mean, maybe I'm being a hypocrite. I always about people who who go on about MSU making a bowl game at five and seven. Oh, and you shouldn't count. And I always say, hey, they went to a bowl game. So maybe I'm being a hypocrite here. But if they expanded this to the field to like 96 teams or something, I'm not sure that I'm, you know, completely I'm, – I'm not, you know, I'm not hang a banner guy on that one, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, your argument stands. But yeah. if they're going to have a, a 96 team or whatever team tournament, mm-hmm. you'd much rather be in it than not. No, you're right. You're right about that. 
<laughs> and that national championship trophy would look just as nice <laughs> that year. And in 20 years from now, nobody will remember. Yeah. But yeah, and that may not happen. I'm just no, saying that will, in either. the in the age in which we live, I think there are very few certainties right now. Yeah, and so no, you're right uh, about that. Anyway, all that bears watching. But bottom line is what we've been saying all along. Robert Woodard comes back. The team has a chance to be pretty good. And if he's not back, that certainly changes the outlook. And I'm not saying that they won't be good, but you lean a little more towards the negative feeling side on this team if Woodard's not in the fold. All right. Last uh, thing. Let's, let's I, I say he's coming back. I think he is, too. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously – MSU and Robert Woodard himself will uh will make announcements. You know that that they have to be done by tomorrow, by the third. So, you know this there there's. If you don't know by the time you hear this, you will probably know within twenty four hours of hearing this. That is correct. Very very true. Heck, if you listen at eight in the morning, you're you're gonna know closer to that. All right, let's move on over to our next topic, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. And I want to tell some of our Hattiesburg listeners good news, because if you're ever dining at Cotton Blues and you decide to order a steak, well, you're going to be ordering a Welcome Home Beef steak. That is a fantastic news for our listeners down there in the Pine Belt. I would definitely suggest Cotton Blues is a good restaurant anyway, but you should definitely head on over there and uh, check out some of the Welcome Home Beef products that are going to be on the menu. And, of course, if you're outside of uh, Hattiesburg and you just want to get Welcome Home Beef in your kitchen on your grill, well, it's easy to do. You just got to call them at 662-418-2021 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcome home beef and place your order with them don't forget to make a special order too these guys are always willing to help you out always willing to make that special order for you they will get you taken care of they've got the best steaks the best burgers the best briskets all of that's ready for you all you've got to do is place the order so again it's 662-418-2021 or go to facebook.com slash welcome home beef you can buy welcome home beef at welcome home beef you can buy it in the grocery stores down there in collinsville mississippi and now you can buy it when you're dining out at Cotton Blues in Hattiesburg. And whichever of those options you choose, Joel, one thing remains the same. It just tastes good. All right, Joel, like I said, you were in media relations. you got to talk to this kid, Trevon Marshall. Because You're giving me a little crowd. I was in marketing. Marketing. That's what I'm, I'm sorry. Marketing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I meant, too, the yeah. whole time. The whole time I was saying media relations, I meant marketing. Yeah. Although, because <laughs> why would media relations care about branding? <laughs> Sometimes your your friend, Brian Haydad, is just a damn idiot. <laughs> and it just goes that way. So One might make the case that... Frequently, <laughs> more often than not, depends on who you ask. You were in marketing. You got to talk to this kid, though. Who commits at seven o'clock on a Friday? Yeah, it's not good for your brand. That's not good for your brand, kid. That's, you got to you got to go noon on a, on a Monday. Get it out there at the, the proper time. And it even helps if you're like, 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 like yeah, do do like Malik Neighbors did and be like, we're going to break the internet at get three p.m. or get whatever. the eyes or something going there. Yeah. Anyway, MSU adds Trevon Marshall, a six foot four, two hundred and forty pound. Uh, defensive end out of the state of Georgia. This is a as typical an MSU recruit as you'll ever get. And what I mean by that is this. He doesn't even have a rating. Not on 24-7, not anywhere. There's been several guys. I know he's no longer in the fold, but like Thomas Davis, whenever I'm he I'm getting comm- to him in just a minute. I want to talk about him because okay. there's, some, there's some comparisons here. So an undervalued prospect at the end of the day. 
Uh, I mean, that's a big frame, 6'4 and 240. That means that's a guy who could probably very comfortably put on 50 pounds and play play inside. Um, I'm interested to see what his, his initial rating is. I mean, his offer sheet is not one that makes you think, okay, you had to go get this kid, Georgia State, Southern Miss, and Tulane. This is going to be one of those guys that the coaches have looked at the film and say he can play. He's a, he apparently is a kid that they must have looked at and thought he's going to blow up a little bit. Yeah, might. and that's the worry, obviously, because if he does blow up in the state of Georgia, everybody's going to come calling for him. Um, and you just mentioned Thomas Davis. Got that early MSU offer, jumped on it, decides to be a Bulldog, and then as soon as more offers start rolling in, and now he's committed to Miami. And honestly, I mean, it's not – it's not really talking out of school to say if he really continues to grow and blossom and Georgia decides to offer him, he would leave Miami to go to Georgia. And that's obviously going to be the worry here. Anytime you have an early out-of-state commit, especially a situation like this, where he's obviously undervalued, he's underscouted, and on top of that, nobody's visiting campuses or anything like that. He's just sort of committing because he got the offer. And he, you know, he likes the coaching staff. He feels like he's got a good relationship with them. But until you know you start seeing people in person, it's it's just difficult. So this is a recruitment you have to monitor. You know, there's there's no okay. You know, you've got him in the locker there. Let's move on to the next guy. You're going to have to continue to recruit this player. Yeah, yeah. I think you nailed it. I mean, it's uh, what if the you know <laughs> if you're on the dating scene and then the supermodel walks into the room. Well, right. you may have been happy with yeah, but then all of a sudden, that's hey, why, here's Cindy that's Crawford. why I have a Margot Robbie hell pass, <laughs> and I suggest everybody have one. Uh, you know, Georgia, somebody walks in, it's a different story. But, I mean, hey, if if the coaches watch the film and they think he's SEC caliber, uh, better to get in early. I guess you always have that argument, hey, we found you for anybody. and You know, that would kind of always – I was never a recruit, so maybe I'm – speaking out of turn here but that would mean something to me if i was ever trying to make a decision between a couple things the one that kind of came to me first and believed in me before anybody else did that that kind of that would mean something to me in my recruitment yeah. if, if i was being recruited. I, I agree but, with that i think i think you see a lot of that sometimes of you know there is some loyalty there yeah and but, I, I see dakota prescott as yeah. one no you're no you're not wrong uh that came in early state was on him early and then despite lsu being in on him late and i think even uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think even mama prescott was kind of pushing for lsu a little bit there but that was like no i won't i won't state uh they were on me first kind of deal yeah, and yeah so i know i'm probably not recapping that exactly but mm-hmm. the, the point stands i i think that if you want a kid like this and you think he's gonna blow up get in as soon as you can yeah and, and that's something you know Three years ago, State commits a kid like this, and I don't bat, bat an eyelash. Because at that point, I've, I've, I trust Mullen's evaluations at that point. I'm like, he's found another one. Is That would be the first thing I'd say. This kid will end up being, even if he doesn't come to State, he'll end up being an all-SEC player. Yeah. With Leach, you know, I don't know that yet. Yeah. And I didn't know it was really with Moorhead yet either. Yeah, and, and Mullen's staff, too. You know, yeah. say what you want to about their oh, yeah. recruiting chops, but they were good at coaching kids up. If Hevesy had recruited this kid, like, this kid's obviously a stud. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a good player. He's going to develop. But we'll have to see, you know. And the thing with with Washington, you know, with his teams at Washington State is these are the kind of kids he probably made his money on, right? Because he, he wasn't going into Georgia and getting four and five star kids. He he was going into Georgia and getting if he when he when he went into Georgia and getting kids like this, you know, and getting them from across the country, you know, three star kids, things of that nature. So 
we'll see what uh what happens with that, and uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, but again, MSU now. Uh, what is state sitting on for commitments now? Let me uh let me get that up here. Sorry, I should have that one ready. Uh, that's now 13 commitments. Uh, average star rating is 87.12, and that's with a kid with no uh, ranking whatsoever. So that's good news. Last year's star ranking, that's how I want to look at these things. Last year's star ranking was 87.51, and they finished 28th. So again, if you finished with a full class at that star rating, no, no, no problems whatsoever. We're going to have to end the show a little bit on a sad note here. Uh, and it's become a little bit too uh, familiar uh, in this year, but this is now the third uh, former Bulldog to pass away way, way too early. Uh, but MSU, former MSU offensive lineman, now current Louisiana assistant coach, uh, DJ Looney, passed away on Saturday, uh, 31 years old, had a heart attack on the practice field, and did not uh, recover from that. I did not personally know DJ that well. I knew who he was. I have spoken to him in the past, but would not have called him a friend or anything like that, just more of a person I knew from my coverage. But, Joel, you actually knew DJ uh, pretty well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's obviously people that are on this beat that knew him better th- than I did that covered him, you know, recruiting, player um, as well. I got to know him more so in, uh, you know, his more recent time at, at Mississippi State. Just a, just a pleasant such an upbeat guy that was, in my experience, fun to be around. I, I've never heard of – I mean, and just see the outpouring of love that he got. Um, yeah, from national Saturday. guys who you wouldn't yeah. think would know him. And it's not – I mean, it's not just empty words. He, he was a, a guy that took time for everybody, it seemed, and was always smiling and was always laughing. And, uh, gosh, man, he loved Mississippi State, too. Uh I don't think it's a humongous secret, but back you know when he, when he was here in 2017, and then of course Dan Mullen goes to, to Florida and, and Joe Moorhead comes in and things. DJ Looney loved Mississippi State, and I think he wanted to stay at Mississippi State. And he, I think he would have been a bulldog lifer. Yeah, if if ever given that opportunity to be so. That's that's generally not how it works in the coaching profession. That's not knocking Joe Moorhead or anybody. It's just how it is. You know, in the coaching profession. There are staff changes, and new coaches hire new staff, and that's just the world in which it is. That's not anybody being mean to anybody. It's just life. Um, but, yeah, DJ Looney would have loved to have been to Mississippi State, I think, for his entire life. He was a, a dude that, that loved this this university. But above all that else, just a good dude. Yeah. Uh, he saw me in the Superdome this past fall when State played the Cajuns and put his arm around me and just happy-go-lucky DJ, as always, just – Man, I, I'll tell you, there. when you do this and stuff like this happens, you always kind of get a lump in your throat whenever it's kids that you, you watched or you covered or you got to know a little bit. And I don't know, that hit me, that hit me in the gut. I know there's a, a whole bunch of other folks too that, that got punched in the gut yeah. on, on Saturday by that news. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, uh, no streets of gold. They're, they're, uh, they're a happy, joking place today with, with DJ Looney up there, and he's probably got on maroon and white, if I had to guess. Three Bulldogs from the Dan Mullen era, yeah, man, which wasn't that long ago, have passed away this this year. Just just awful. Yeah. It, it feels unfair. And D- DJ was the oldest at 31. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane, man. Yeah. It's and Only one of natural causes, too. I mean, as, as natural as a heart attack for a 31-year-old can be. Just, just awful. So 
want to give our, our thoughts. I, I hate saying thoughts and prayers, but they are what they are. I mean, to his family yeah, and there's, friends. And, there's little to say in those those yeah. these kind of situations. Nothing you can say. But but I'm, I'll tell you what he leaves for all of us. Uh, I, I hope that when our time on this mortal coil is done, that that uh, you know when people think of us, they smile with what we left behind. Yeah, I'll always smile when I think of DJ Looney, and I, I don't good, know good that. Good way to finish up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. And also, uh, briefly, to end on a little bit higher of a note, yeah. uh, former coach Sylvester Croon, Alabama Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. You ready for a historic moment on this show? Sure. We'll talk good about Croon. <laughs> well deserved. Yeah, I got inducted I mean, into the Alabama Hall of Fame yeah. on Saturday. Is he ever going to be in the Mississippi Hall of Fame? No. But in the Alabama Hall of Fame, he is one of their he's one of their all time great players. When you think about Alabama football, yeah, and the laundry list of great players they've had through the years, to be on that is something special. Uh, and he was, you know, obviously very coach, close to his coach, uh, Coach Bear Bryant, and uh, you know, he leaves a great legacy over there in the state of Alabama. So, Coach McCroom, I know you and I haven't uh, seen eye to eye through the years, <laughs> but uh, congratulations. You know, uh, I was looking at this as I wrote a little bit about it on Saturday, but. His Mississippi State tenure mm-hmm. is only like ten percent of his football career. Oh yeah, I mean he yeah. he it goes back for like fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just starting like when he started playing Alabama in seventy two. Yeah. yeah. So don't remind me how old I am. I, I know, man. It's just I think a lot of times when Mississippi State people think of Kroom, it's mm-hmm. like all they those five that, years or his only no. Yeah. He, he is He's been coaching his his whole life. Yeah, and 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 won uh, I think a national title and several SEC titles as a player, and won a national title I think as an assistant under Bear Bryant yeah. and NFL coach for a bunch of years, years and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. and and say what you want. Trailblazer in the SEC, yeah, um, no question. Hall of Famer, yeah, I mean, no there's question. no doubt about so. it. And I love, I love Coach Kareem too, and my experiences with him. Tomorrow's show, we'll see. Well, let's just sort of look at the week here. Obviously, we'll have some reaction to to, uh, to Woodard's decision, whatever it is. Our, our opponent preview this week is Alabama. We talked about them last week as a. I'm sorry, that our, our SEC preview. So we'll just look at them overall uh, this week. Our opponent preview is Texas A&M. Uh, obviously, you know, we might find out this week what the SEC is planning to do for the schedule, so we might have some new opponent previews we need to find out and organizing the schedule and how that's going to work. So plenty to talk about this week. Obviously, some big stories nationally. You're seeing what's happening with the Pac-12 uh, today. We'll see if that trickles down into the SEC. I don't think it will, but we'll see what happens. So we got at least, you know what, we got stuff to talk about. That's a good thing. Guys, we'll have a great uh, rest of your Sunday and a good Monday. We're back with you on Tuesday for Joel T. Coleman. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.